time for overtime. Stop what you're doing and listen. In the world of sports, it's all about the playmakers in today's headlines. From locals to the pros. With interviews from local standouts and sports all-stars across the country that will have you talk. He'll shoot and he hits it. From coaches to players, sports analysts, and broadcasters who are a part of the action every day. Overtime, now with Burt Ramin on ESPN 102.3 AM 1000 KSOO, Sioux Falls Sports Leader. Hour number two of overtime just getting underway. I'll make my way to the Denny Sanford Premier Center here in due time to take in that SDSU Oral Roberts matchup as we're excited to. Cover the back half of that here from Coach Aaron Johnston as well. ORU, or excuse me, SDSU in action at 12.30. That's about 25 minutes away. That tip time of the first game of the day. Second game of the day will be UMKC and Omaha on the women's side. And then, of course, SDSU and North Dakota State. The matchup tonight at 8.30 on the men's side in the semifinals. Still to come this hour, SDSU Athletic Director Justin Sell We'll join us here in about 10 minutes. We'll get you on this day in sports history around 1230 and round out the show with the good, the bad, and the ugly from the weekend. Scorecard from the weekend. Phoenix over Dallas in the NBA yesterday. Good game for Kevin Durant. 131-26 the final as the Suns win on the road. Golden State falls despite the return of Steph Curry. 113-105 against the Lakers on the road. New York Knicks have won nine in a row, and they get it done in double overtime in Boston, 131-129. to And Milwaukee wins over Washington, 117-111. to Area teams in play tonight in the NBA, just the Nuggets as they'll be at home to the Raptors. That's an 8 o'clock start time. NHL finals from yesterday, Carolina blanked Tampa in Raleigh, 6 to nothing. Detroit fell in Philadelphia 3-1, and Seattle wins in Denver over the Avalanche 3-2. Area teams uh, playing tonight in the NHL. Blackhawks will host the Senators at 8 o'clock. Men's basketball finals from yesterday. Summit League Tournament Finals. St. Thomas over Western Illinois 67-60. And it was NDSU knocking off USD despite a tough call late. That final score, 70-68. Top-ranked Houston. We'll stay that way with a 67-65 win over Memphis yesterday. Purdue defeated Illinois 76-71. And coming from behind in Minneapolis, Wisconsin defeated Minnesota 71-67. Upset win for the Huskers as they get a big win over Iowa on the road to round out the regular season 81-77. Big Ten men's bracket is out for their tournament. It'll be Minnesota and Nebraska in a play-in game, and Wisconsin will face Ohio State in the other play-in as uh, the top four seeds get a double bye in the Big Ten. Summit League Tournament today, St. Thomas and Oral Roberts will be a 6 o'clock tip time and a projected 8.30 start between North Dakota State and South Dakota State to round out the semifinal day of action. Women's basketball finals from yesterday at the Summit League, Oral Roberts 92, USD 69, and Omaha gets the win over North Dakota 84-81. to And tonight, uh, today slash tonight in women's basketball, ORU, South Dakota State, that gets going in about 25 minutes from the Premier Center. UMKC and Omaha will start out at 3 o'clock. Other finals from the weekend, women's basketball, 7th-rated Iowa, 105 points in a 105-72 win over Ohio State. Hawkeyes are your Big Ten tournament champs behind Caitlin Clark's 
10th career triple-double. As we move on to your Reliabank headlines of the day, the big news of the day is that Derek Carr has a new team as he will sign with the New Orleans Saints. ESPN uh, sources told ESPN's Diana Rossini earlier on today, the Saints who finished at 7-10 and last year were among three teams, including the Jets and the Panthers, to have pursued Carr for several weeks following his release from the Las Vegas Raiders. 31-year-old visited New Orleans, also uh, drummed up the trade talk quite a bit, but no trade did get done as Carr declined to waive his no-trade clause, and now he officially will land in New Orleans, was uh, the prohibitive favorite to land his services from the jump just about, although the Jets flirted with him heavily. Panthers met with him at least one time. Saints also still have Jameis Winston under contract for one more year, but Carr signing could facilitate his release. Other news in the NFL just breaking. We mentioned Tony Pollard will receive the franchise tag in Dallas. Additionally, Josh Jacobs will be franchise tagged by the Las Vegas Raiders. The Tennessee Titans are reportedly shopping Derrick Henry in surprising news from Michael Silver of BallySports.com. You can learn more at ProFootballTalk.NBCSports.com. Derrick Henry, just 29 years old, was the NFL's Offensive Player of the Year back in 2020. And he's led the NFL in rushing yards twice and led the NFL in carries three times. The Titans earned the number one seed in the AFC back in 2021, but had a dramatic drop-off, including missing the postseason last year, and might go the route of rebuilding as Henry might be the next player to depart that roster, joining A.J. Brown last year and Taylor Lewan earlier this year, the left tackle being released. Good news for Augie women's basketball. Their season continues. 24th-rated Viking women's basketball will head to Duluth, Minnesota for the NCAA D2 Central Regional. Eight teams in the regional, Minnesota Duluth, uh, also Southern Nazarene, Central Missouri, Minnesota State, Nebraska Kearney, Pittsburgh State, Missouri Southern State, and the Vikings. Augustana 24-6 and on the season will match up in the first round against Missouri Southern. They're 27-6. and and they're coming off winning the Mid-America Intercollegiate Athletic Association Championship. So Augie will battle Missouri Southern State. If they get by Missouri Southern State, they'll face off with the winner of Nebraska Kearney and Pittsburgh State. Big news for the Minnesota Vikings today and tough news to swallow if you're a fan of a standout on their defense. The Vikings today terminated the contract of Eric Kendricks, a mainstay in the middle of the Vikings defense for eight years was a 2019 first-team All-Pro and Pro Bowler, and this year finished with 137 tackles, eight tackles for loss, and a sack this season. Kendricks led Minnesota in tackles for seven of eight seasons, which ranks uh, behind second behind Vikings Ring of Honor linebacker Scott Studwell's eight seasons. The California native led Minnesota in tackles in 66 games. That is a franchise record and has totaled 919 tackles which ranks second among active NFL players, trailing just Bobby Wagner, who continues his tremendous career. But uh, you have to think Eric Hendricks will have a big market. Still uh, plenty of gas left in the tank for him. But again, the financial implications mixed in with the whole new scheme defensively, you will see a few more movers and shakers and guys that won't be re-signed that are impending free agents. Patrick Peterson is one that might not be back at corner for Minnesota, and a couple other guys might uh, see their contracts uh, go away as well via release from Minnesota as Brian Flores looks to get his guys in there for a revamp and retool of that Vikings defense. 
Been awful sweet lately to be a Minnesota Timberwolves fan. Been an up-and-down season, but a lot more ups than down in the last uh, little bit as Anthony Edwards scored 27 points and the T-Wolves beat Sacramento 138-134 on Saturday night to snap the Kings' winning streak at five games. Edwards added eight assists to help Minnesota win its third straight, and Mike Conley scored 24 and made two free throws with just over 15 seconds to go to extend the lead to four. Jaden McDaniels had 19. Kyle Anderson nearly had a triple-double with 18 points, nine assists, and seven rebounds. Rudy Gobert also finished with 13 points and 14 boards. The Timberwolves with the win are now 34-32. and They'll return home after the extended road trip in California to take on the 76ers tomorrow night at 6.30. We'll wrap up with your Relia Bank headlines of the day with interesting news from the world of Major League Baseball. While the Oakland Athletics mull the possibility of moving to Southern Nevada, Las Vegas baseball officials insist the gaming capital is ready to take on Major League Baseball and a franchise. Las Vegas has been home to a AAA team since 1983, and currently the club is the Athletics affiliate. The city will also be playing host to the A's and the Reds this weekend for a two-game spring training series at Las Vegas Ballpark. Here's a quote. Las Vegas has always been a unique sports market, a really good sports market. That's according to Don Logan, president and COO of AAA, of the AAA Aviators, told ESPN on Saturday, it makes sense. My perspective, make the best deal you can in Vegas and start to turn this community on and every other fan base on as well. Las Vegas offers a dynamic that no other team has. We have 45 million, million visitors annually in this market, and that's what we want. Heads in beds, that's what Las Vegas is about. Logan, who acknowledged a retractable roof stadium would be needed for the summer when temperatures regularly hit 110 degrees, said Las Vegas first looked at the A's in a quiet examination for potential relocation back in 2004. Las Vegas was affiliated with the San Diego Padres from 1983 to 2000, the Dodgers from 2001 to 2008, and the Blue Jays from 2009 to 2012. Been affiliated also with the New York Mets most recently from 13 to 18. The A's, meanwhile, have played in the Oakland Coliseum since moving from Kansas City in 1968 and have also flirted with San Jose and Fremont, also exploring a waterfront site in Oakland. Interesting possibility there for the relocation of a Major League Baseball franchise. I know the A's have been rumored for quite some time as a team that could be on the move. And now just might be reality as Vegas continues to uh, put their stamp on Major League Sports. As, of course, they've got the hockey franchise. They've got the NFL franchise. Why not go get a baseball team as well if you're in Las Vegas? Retractable roof needed during the summer. We will take a break. Justin Sell, SDSU Athletic Director, next here on Overtime. What's up on your smart device? Now let's get you back to Overtime with Bert Ramin on ESPN 102.3 and AM 1000 KSOO. We're back on hour number two of overtime as we get all prepped and ready for another day of SDSU Jackrabbit basketball from the Summit League tournament. You know, it wasn't as pretty as some had hoped for at times on Saturday for both the SDSU men and the SDSU women, but it's March and survive in advance is just what the Jacks did to earn spots in today's semifinals. We're joined now on the ESPN hotline by SDSU Athletic Director Justin Sell. Justin, it's always a pleasure to get caught up with you and have you on the show. 
Thanks for the time as always. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Always good to talk to you guys. I, of course, want to get to basketball here in just a moment, Justin, but uh, can't help but get a comment again. Just on the tournament as a whole, there's an awful lot of blue in the stands. Uh, if you're out there and have noticed, uh, even when the Jacks aren't playing and the tournament continues to thrive as a whole, what are, what are have you thought of the fan support overall this year and the tournament uh, from start to finish or start to where we are now uh, as a whole thus far this year? Yeah, I think, you know, one, you had the Friday night element added uh, with the, the uh, seven through ten uh, seeds playing and getting all ten teams uh, in, both in the men and the women's uh, side of things. And I think, uh, you know, uh, had a lot of people uh, kind of peek their head in on, on uh, Friday, even if uh, teams weren't playing until Saturday or Sunday. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then, yeah, I think just, uh, you know, for me, just a sense of pride. Our fans really take this four or five days and, and treat it as, uh, you know, a vacation, an opportunity to celebrate college basketball, uh, March Madness being in tournaments, um, you know, and, and kind of taking in all the different, you know, whether it's alumni functions or just being able to go hang out with friends, people you haven't seen for a while. And there's just that connecting piece of a tournament. And, you know, uh, some of the other schools are obviously starting to pick it up a little bit too, which is important to, uh, uh, but I'm really proud of Jackrabbit fans for kind of treating the whole tournament as something that they really enjoy, uh, just seeing good college basketball. And uh, certainly when the Jacks are playing, it's, uh, it's a, a great uh, environment. And, and uh, you know, when you're getting eight and 9,000 people, 10,000 people into the building for men's or women's uh, games in a uh, mid-major college basketball tournament, it's pretty special. Definitely is. SDSU Athletic Director Justin Sell, our guest here on ESPN 102.3 AM 1000 KSOO. Justin, before we dive into men's and women's basketball, their respective matchups today and tonight from the Premier Center, update us on the latest uh, in Jackrabbit Sports news. I know you've got a lot of different seasons going on. Baseball and softball have started up. Uh, they're underway, as well as a few other sports uh, like wrestling wrapping up their seasons. Uh, what's the latest on the uh, the broad spectrum of Jackrabbit athletics? Yeah, you know, it's uh, we're we're in go time. Came off uh, the uh, swimming championships and indoor track championships for the same weekend last weekend, and um, then you head right into both the basketballs and and wrestling, and then you've got uh, the the golf programs, baseball, softball. Uh, you know, our spring sports are in uh, full swing, so. A uh, really busy time of year, a uh, really fun time of the year. I think even, you know, in the fall, it's just the, the preparation for championships, just the level, uh, for especially for our student-athletes and our coaches, the excitement of having something to play for. You work so hard year-round to get to these moments and have so many of our programs in the middle of it. And then, you know, just the swell of momentum that we've had from having such a successful fall, certainly the national championship of football, the the pride that's in our institution uh, is felt literally at every venue, every event we host, uh, every conversation you have. And I think people are proud of the accomplishments, but really excited for uh, what we're doing here in this championship season. And then that carries over, that momentum carries to the spring. And so uh, our wrestling program's in a great spot to do some great things at the national tournament uh, here in a couple weeks. And uh, yeah, we're just, you know, trying to, trying to keep it rolling in an industry that's changing every day too. So there's just fascinating challenges and uh, the complexity you're dealing with in one day and then just trying to go out and win a basketball game the next day. Um, that dynamic is uh, real and it's uh, you know something that we're all kind of just working through in this industry. SDSU Jackrabbit Basketball looking to win a pair of games today. Again, the women tip it off at 1230. They'll match up with Oral Roberts 
And 8.30 tonight, it'll be SDSU and NDSU in the nightcap in the semifinal round of the men's tournament. Time to talk hoops as we're joined by SDSU Athletic Director Justin Sell here on Overtime. Uh, Let's talk women's basketball first. They trailed after one quarter on Saturday, but dominated down the stretch to advance to the semis. Uh, What do you make of their matchup against ORU in the semifinal today? And uh, ORU looked pretty darn good on Sunday, I thought. Yeah, you know, they they were really good. Uh, The first game of uh, our conference season was just before Christmas in in Frost Arena with them. And, um, you know, it it took us uh, the whole four quarters to kind of nudge ahead and and win by by three or four points. And so, um, you know, they're very athletic, um, you know, with a new coach and, um, you know, I was actually pretty surprised really where they finished in the regular season because I think their talent is, is different than that. And so, you know, you get into a tournament situation uh, with a talented group and um, anything can happen. And so, you know, it's going to take uh, AJ and, and our ladies, uh, you know, full attention and effort to uh, go out and get this done. But, you know, I obviously have great confidence. We've I've won a lot of games in this tournament. We kind of know what it is and uh, that advantage and certainly having the home crowd, uh, you know, hopefully puts us in a pretty good position to uh, play well. And then, you know, Paige Meyer was playing in her first championship on Saturday. And, and uh, I said, you know, just trying to get through the first few minutes and it turned into really kind of the first quarter mm-hmm. uh, trying to get settled. I think we'll come out probably quicker and a little more settled today, too. Definitely looking forward to that one. That's a 12.30 start time. And, of course, you can watch it online. Midco Sports doing a great job bringing coverage of our uh, local Summit League tournament as it pertains to our local teams as well. Uh, on the men's side, uh, back to the women real quick, that hasn't necessarily been a chalk tournament so far. The two, three, and four seeds have been eliminated. So, really, anybody's tournament right now, and the upset uh, has been the name of the game. So, the Jacks, I'm sure... Uh, we'll be primed and ready for that. On the men's side, it was a high-scoring first half for both teams Saturday night and an absolute grind, to say the least, in the second half. It was a sluggish, slow, physical second half against Omaha in the win. The Jacks take on NDSU tonight at 8.30. Always good when these two programs get together, whether it's in Frisco or Sioux Falls, Brookings or Fargo. Uh, we'll be in for another good matchup tonight, I'm sure, right? Yeah, I mean, it's usually, I, I can't even remember what percentage of our games have been within three points, but it's huge. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know, uh, every possession, you know, is pretty heavy and uh, they've they've had great experience and the way their program is, it's just, it's hard to get away from them. So, you know, you're going to be in a, in a dog fight. And you know, I thought Omaha had a great game plan and it's really interesting this time of year, you know, having been in this league for 14 plus years, um, you, you can throw out the seeds. Teams play way above whatever their seed is. And I think there's some freedom to that. I think it's the new chance to try to maybe rectify uh, a, a tougher season or some losses. And uh, and then who you play in the last week of the season, do you match up again in the tournament? There's just some really fascinating dynamics. And then this year with the Friday night team getting a game, uh, under their belt before jumping in and playing some of the top seeds, uh, that's a that's a different deal too because uh, they kind of worked out some of those uh, nerves uh, in the first game and and we're dealing with them. So I think you're seeing a combination of some interesting things in this tournament with a few of those changes and then you know the parity in our leagues. Uh, the top two teams on each side have been obviously dominating with undefeated seasons and then you know everything else has been pretty wide open and. And the top seeds have to handle the pressure. Uh, and so it, it'll be interesting to see how the next two days work out on both the men's and women's side. 
A lot of great action to still to come from the Denny Sanford Premier Center. Again, Jackrabbit women's basketball tips it off at 12.30 against Oral Roberts. 8.30 is the nightcap, and that's SDSU men's basketball against North Dakota State, fresh off of a close win over USD last night. Justin Sell, the AD at South Dakota State, is our guest here on ESPN 102.3 AM 1000 KSOO. Let's talk about Tucker Kraft. He's getting prepped and ready for the upcoming NFL draft. He was on the field at Indianapolis going through the drills at the NFL Scouting Combine. Uh, how cool is it to see yet another Jack out in Indianapolis preparing to play at the next level? Uh, it's just really cool, you know, uh, especially when you look at guys like Tucker and, and Dallas Goddard, uh, you know, Zach Zenner, Jake Winicky. I, I don't know that all these um, guys came into our program as uh, bona fide, going to be NFL guys. Uh, I don't even know that they came in as, as that was their number one objective. And yet over their uh, career here, they developed into just phenomenal uh, football players, but they're, they're better people, um, you know, and I think that's what you get when you go to the pro level. You can see in the last couple of days with, all, you know, his numbers and his height, his size, all the measurables are there. But I think what teams will understand is you get a great teammate too, someone who understands the team part of professional sports, which is different. And uh, I think uh, that's where I'm most proud of what our guys have been able to do. And Tucker certainly fits that bill. And, um, you know, you can look at all the measurables, but the guy can just play football too, you know, and when you put the pads on and you get out there, that's, that's what they're paid for. And I think when you put the two pieces together, Tucker has a chance to not only be drafted in a great spot, but a chance to, to go make it and uh, make a difference in the NFL. Very well said. And Tucker Kraft, uh, one of the top tight ends across the entire NFL draft this year, could be picked uh, first or second tight end overall, could be third or fourth, but regardless, Heck of an accomplishment for a South Dakota State Jackrabbit looking to play at the NFL level. Lastly, Justin, uh, just give us the latest update with how the football staff is coming together under Coach Rogers. Any changes or updates uh, uh, of note lately that you could update us and the listeners on right now? Uh, no, I think most of the uh, hires have at least been released out there. Obviously, we had quite a few uh, position coaches to uh, to fill in or replace, and um, you know, I, I would say this about uh, Jimmy and uh, his plan. I, you know, obviously I thought uh, extremely highly of him and, and high enough that uh, he can certainly um, do this job as a head coach. Uh, he's been 10 times better than I even thought. I mean, his, his ability to understand who we are and what our culture is and the things that we value yet modernize our approach uh, to put a staff together. Uh, with a very clear vision of where he wants to go. And I think the only update I'd say is, you know, we kind of got started here with workouts and getting into spring ball. This is going to be an important spring, uh, trying to get all those coaches on the same page and tied in with the student athletes and kind of develop the plan that they see. I think you'll see a lot of very similar elements to what we've been uh, for sure. Uh, but finding ways to refine that, ways to get better. Uh, I think, you know, when, when you win one, uh, we, we get everybody's best effort. It's going to be double that uh, next fall. But trying to win number two is probably harder. And so we've got to be the best version of us, and there's a lot of work to be done here uh, this spring in putting that together. But um, I have great faith in the people that we've hired. Got some really talented folks that understand what we're about and um, I don't think uh, um, we're going to miss too many beats. I think people will see a pretty good team next fall. lot to look forward to and for the latest on SDSU Jackrabbit football as always and all SDSU athletics you can visit gojacks.com That's Athletic Director Justin Sell, our guest 
here on our number two of overtime. Justin, we appreciate the time as always. Hope to bump into you today at the Premier Center. Yeah, sounds great. I appreciate it, Bert. Always a great time getting caught up with Justin Sell, athletic director at South Dakota State University. The Jackrabbit men's and women's basketball teams have punched their ticket to the semifinals of the Summit League tournament today. Again, women get going here very shortly. 12.30 is the start time. Many of you probably in the car on the way to the Premier Center. Take it easy out there. Still some slick spots out on the road, but get out to support the South Dakota State Jackrabbit women, 12.30 today. That's a tip-off time coming against Oral Roberts. And then tonight, 8.30. Got to stay up late for this one, but it'll be worth the price of admission and worth every second if you're home listening on the radio or watching on TV. South Dakota State, North Dakota State, 8.30 tonight in the semifinals. And, of course, tomorrow's finals coming up as well as another really, really strong tournament field uh, from start to finish on the men's and women's side. Everything got going on Friday, and we'll go through tomorrow, and it has absolutely flown by as we continue to give you a chance to win tickets today and tomorrow. Stay tuned for more of Overtime after this as we'll get you the good, the bad, and the ugly. Also get you a little taste of On This Day in Sports History immediately next as we roll right along through the Monday edition of Overtime right here on ESPN 102.3 AM 1000 KSOO. It's our ultimate falls. Get you back to more of overtime with Burt Ramine on ESPN 102.3 and AM 1000 KSOO. Sioux Falls sports leader. Welcome back into the Monday edition of overtime. Burt Ramine back here with you as always trackable on Twitter at Burt ESPN and at ESPN Sioux Falls. Track down the station on Twitter. As always, you can weigh in via the ESPN hotline as well. 605 362-3776. We'll be giving away tickets tomorrow on the program for the championship games from the Summit League Tournament, so be sure to tune in early and often to tomorrow's show, the Tuesday edition of Overtime. But now it's time to get you a little on this day in sports history. You have to go back 101 years on this day as Babe Ruth signed a three-year contract back in 1922 with the New York Yankees at $52,000 a year, a millionaire at the time, but just $52,000 today doesn't seem all that much for one of the best players in Major League Baseball history. A hundred years ago today, the MLB's St. Louis Cardinals announced that their players will wear numbers on their uniforms, previously had not done so, and a revolutionary change happened today 100 years ago. 1945. I didn't know this. George Nissen of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, receives a patent for the first modern trampoline back in 1945. In 1954, on this day, it was the first ever Atlantic Coast Conference men's basketball tournament. That's the ACC. NC State beat Wake Forest 82-80 to in overtime back in 1954. 1964, on this day, boxing legend Cassius Clay joins the Nation of Islam and officially changes his name to Muhammad Ali. 1972 on this day, two of golf greats intertwine as Jack Nicklaus passed Arnold Palmer 
as golf's all-time money winner. 1982 on this day, NBA highest scoring game. San Antonio beat Milwaukee in three overtimes, 171 to 166. And you just have to go back four years to 2019. LeBron James on this day scored his 32,293rd point in the second quarter of a Lakers 115-99 loss to Denver in L.A. to pass Michael Jordan and move into fourth place on the NBA all-time scoring list. And here we are four, four years later, and he is now the top on the list of all-time highest scorer in NBA history. Some birthdays on this day, born in 1900, Robert Lefty Grove, an American Baseball Hall of Fame pitcher, six-time All-Star, World Series champ in 1929 and 1930, was born in Maryland on this day in 1900. 1972 birthday today for Jamal Anderson, running back fullback with the Atlanta Falcons. Other birthdays of note, Shaquille O'Neal, the American Basketball Hall of Fame center, four-time NBA champion, three-time NBA Finals MVP, also took home an Olympic gold in 1996, was born on this day in 1972 in Newark, New Jersey. 1973 birthday today for Michael Finley, the NBA guard and forward with the Suns and Mavericks. And last but most certainly not least, former Minnesota Viking Sage Rosenfeld, celebrating a birthday today, born on this day in 1978. That's on this day in sports history. When we come back, we will round out the show with the good, the bad, and the ugly, as always brought to you by Prestralo Auto Mall in Madison, South Dakota. A reminder, get out, get tuned in to SDSU Jackrabbit Women's Basketball. They tipped it off at 1230. The men will be in action tonight at 830 from the Premier Center. Can't miss matchup today and tonight for SDSU women currently doing battle with Oral Roberts. And SDSU tonight will match up with North Dakota State. Back in a moment with the good, the bad, and the ugly as we roll along with our number two of overtime right here in the Sioux Falls Sports Leader. Thinking with Bert Ramin on ESPN 102.3 and AM 1000 KSOO, Sioux Falls Sports Leader. Bert Ramin back here with you on the Monday edition of Overtime, right on your Sioux Falls Sports Leader. Appreciate you being with us all day long as we get you prepped and ready for SDSU basketball from the Premier Center. Women already underway, men to come tonight at 8.30. Best of luck to the Jackrabbits out at the Premier Center. And if you haven't been yet this week, there's just a few games left. So be sure to get out either today to the semifinals or tomorrow to the finals. We'll have your hookup for tickets to tomorrow's finals as well. So tune in to the Tuesday edition of Overtime tomorrow for your chance to win some tickets to the finals at the Summit League Tournament. Time now for the good, the bad, and the ugly. As always, brought to you by Prostralo All-American Auto Mall in Madison, South Dakota. Many days there are those who can be called a problem child. You know the ones. They have a tendency to display an ugly side. They have their whiny moments. Some display an outright bad side of themselves. And then there are those who stand out in a good way. Well, here they are. The good, the bad, and the ugly. 
The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly brought to you by Prostralo All-American Auto Mall in Madison, South Dakota. You can check them out online at prostraloautomall.com. We will start with the good. How about this for a long career, especially at the position he plays? New York Jets left tackle Dwayne Brown, 37 years old, five-time Pro Bowl selection, who underwent a recent surgery to repair a torn left rotator cuff, has decided to return. For a 17th season, that's per his agent, Kennard McGuire, Brown said at the end of the season that he'd take some time to consider his future, fueling retirement speculation. Coach Robert Salas said on Thursday that he ran into Brown in the weight room earlier that week, perhaps tipping off his intentions. Brown started 12 games in his first season with the Jets last year, earning the respect of the organization because he played the entire season with the aforementioned rotator cuff injury. He was injured in training camp shortly after signing a two-year, $20 million deal as a free agent. Brown postponed surgery until after the season and missed the first four games, but became the immediate starter at left tackle after coming off of injured reserve. Brown, over the course of his career, has played 215 games, all as a starter, and he's scheduled to earn a non-guaranteed $9 million salary this season. More good news, this time off of the ice, as Jonathan Quick didn't have the sharpest debut, but he did enough to notch his first victory with the Vegas Golden Knights Sunday in a 4-3 win over the Montreal Canadiens. Quick, a two-time Stanley Cup champion, acquired from the Blue Jackets on Thursday, two days after he was traded from the LA Kings, had 25 saves in the win. Here's a quote, I felt pretty comfortable right from the get-go, obviously a different setting, a different color jersey, but once you get out there, You just try to play hockey. Quick, who knows the environment in Vegas as an opponent all too well, was greeted warmly by the fans when he led the Golden Knights onto the ice before the game. He says it's a fun building to play in. The fans are great. We've known that since day one. Definitely a warm reception, and I enjoyed that. Where Quick, who will be an unrestricted free agent this summer, fits into Coach Bruce Cassidy's plans uh, right of the regular season and into the postseason remains to be seen. He could work his way into a starting role or be a backup like he was last season in L.A. But after this whirlwind week, the veteran will be ready for whatever comes his way. On to the bad now. Texas Tech has suspended men's basketball coach Mark Adams for what the school is calling a, quote, inappropriate, unacceptable, and racially insensitive comment. According to the school, Adams was encouraging a player to be more receptive to coaching and, quote, referenced Bible verses about workers, teachers, parents, and slaves serving their masters, end quote. Adams apologized to the team after he found out the player was upset about the use of the Bible verse. A source told ESPN, athletic director Kirby Hokett was made aware of the incident. He issued Adams a written reprimand and then made the decision to suspend the coach to conduct a more thorough inquiry of Adams' interactions with his players and staff, Texas Tech rounded out its regular season with a home loss to Oklahoma State on Saturday. The Red Raiders' third straight loss after a 10-2 start. Texas Tech went 5-13 in conference and finished 16-15 overall. The Red Raiders faced West Virginia in the first round of the Big 12 tournament later this week on Wednesday. More bad news. This one a little bit different variety, but things got awful heated between Luka Doncic and Devin Booker yesterday, a lot has changed with the Phoenix Suns and Dallas Mavericks since the teams met in the Western Conference semis last year. Headlined by the blockbuster trades for both franchises that they were able to pull off with the Brooklyn Nets last month to land superstars. One thing that has stayed the same, 
is the beef between Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. That was apparent once again when the two got in each other's faces during the final seconds of the Suns' 130-126 win in a thrilling Sunday afternoon game at the American Airlines Center. The confrontation occurred after Doncic missed a open four-foot floater that would have been tied would have tied the score on the possession immediately after new Sun star Kevin Durant gave Phoenix the lead with a pull-up jumper. Doncic took umbrage with Booker's commentary after the miss, yelling for Booker uh, an expletive before stepping toward his fellow All-Star guard and exchanging more words, leading to double technical fouls. Booker said he was telling the official that Doncic had pushed off and should have been called for an offensive foul. Of course, Doncic disagreed, but things got a little heated and ugly at that moment of what was an otherwise unbelievable basketball game. Suns get the win 130-126. to 126. Lastly, want to address the incredibly ugly situation out of Memphis for star John Morant. There's no definitive timeline for Memphis Grizzlies star John Morant to return to the team. Coach Taylor Jenkins said this yesterday before the team's loss to the Clippers. The team had initially said Morant would be away for at least two games as he seeks help, and the NBA conducts an investigation into the Instagram Live video he posted early Saturday morning in which he displayed what appeared to be a gun while at a nightclub. Here's a quote. We have said that it's going to be at least these two games, Jenkins said. I mean, this is going to be an ongoing healing process. It's really not a timetable situation. Jenkins said the team's focus was on supporting Morant through what's quote-unquote going to be a difficult process, but also on holding him accountable for his actions. In 2015, the NBA collaborated with director Spike Lee and the Everytown for Gun Safety Support Fund to create several public service announcements on gun violence. Stars such as Stephen Curry, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Paul, and Joachim Noah participated in the PSAs. In addition to the Instagram video posted on Saturday, the other troubling uh, behavior that we've seen out of John ja Morant lately, he's been involved in several incidents in which he or acquaintances of his were alleged to have brandished a firearm. A Washington Post story published on Wednesday detailed two accounts involving Morant this summer that resulted in police reports, but no arrests. In the second incident, according to police interviews obtained by the Washington Post, a 17-year-old boy alleged Morant emerged from his house with a gun in his waistband and his hand on the weapon after a fight between the boy and Morant during a pickup basketball game in the Grizzly Point, Grizzlies point guard's backyard. Obviously a very troubling and ugly situation, no matter which way you slice it, and hoping for the best moving forward for John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies. But just a tremendously tough situation to dissect here and it continues to happen whether it be acquaintances of Morant or John Morant himself and continues to get uglier and uglier and hopefully as we move forward this will get sorted out with John Morant cleaning up his act a little bit getting back to the basketball court and uh, continuing his top tier play while also working on personal issues off of the floor that's the good the bad and the ugly as always brought to you by Prostralo All-American Auto Mall in Madison, South Dakota. No bad cars, no ugly ones, only great ones at Prostralo's. You can check them out online and view their great selection of new and used vehicles at prostraloautomall.com. Wrap up the good the bad and the ugly and that will wrap up the Monday edition of the show. I've talked about it ad nauseum, but get out to the Premier Center today. Support the Jackrabbits. They're going to be on at 8.30 tonight on the men's side, currently in action against ORU right now. And if you can't make it out, pop it on the TV. Easy to watch on ESPN Plus or Midco Sports on your local channels as they do such a great job covering this Summit League tournament. Coming up tomorrow on the show, your opportunity and chance to win championship tickets to the Summit League 
and much, much more. As always, thanks for being along for the ride, Sioux Falls. We will talk to you tomorrow right here on ESPN 102.3 AM 1000 KSOO.